0: Now,
1: welcome for your listening pleasure. We invite ears of all shapes, colors, and sizes to experience the Audiophiles
0: podcast.
1: Welcome to the Audio Files. Today we have a very, very special episode. Um, If you cannot tell by the music, I would like to introduce myself as Dr. Anthony Mama Lover. I'm here with my uh, (laughs) confidant and my compadre. Um, Introduce yourself, sir.
2: Also, Dr. Bebo here, letting the audience know that apart from studying baby mamas for decades we have also analyzed and studied different genres here on the audio files that include hip-hop r b pop african world alternative rock soldies electronic and today for the very first time we're gonna have some jazz ladies and gentlemen Mm -hmm. yes very well versed uh especially on the vulva um
1: (laughs) <laughs> also joining us is uh, Dr. Stallion, um, which you makes your presence known, sir.
0: Yes, it's Dr. Professor, uh, last name's now pronounced Anos. Uh, first name, first name Huge. Um, so please, forward, uh, moving forward, Professor Huge Anus is my name. Um, happy to be here to, uh, you know, dive in, as you would say. To some uh some jazz some, if some hip-hop if, and uh, if,
1: if I'm not mistaken I believe your middle name is gaping <laughs> uh gape yes
0: yes with, the, gape, with, the, yes. with the silent with the uh, silent p. gotcha you it's got gotcha. it's, it's more like gop uh, okay gotcha gotcha thank you
1: dr from the jungles of uh, the Philippines. <laughs> yep. Yeah.
0: Yep. The Thrill of Manila, common name. I actually discovered the yellow fever um, <laughs> while I we was in the jungle. <laughs> Spread it out to all the world, so. There was a breakout. That's where we.
1: <laughs> you couldn't contain it. Life found a way.
0: Nope. Yep. That's why we have baby mamas uh, on the loose. Um. <laughs> but yes, it's, uh, I'm happy there... to be here they're breeding uh just just quickly you <laughs> want to shout out uh another podcast my friends at the works they had just turned one year old on um, saturday so oh, shout out to them mm-hmm. um they're big fans uh, i've seen their gaping holes as well and they're doing <laughs> great out there
2: man shout out to them man for supporting us much
1: love uh yes and uh we are going along with that theme because we got a very special episode as people mentioned it is our first jazz review And it is, uh, featured by none other than Jeff Goldblum himself. That would explain the music, that would explain the theme, um, and man, the Mild Snitzer Orchestra, they fucking got down for this shit, um, Bebo Man, you brought this shit to us, uh... Popping our jazz cherries this, this evening. Uh, man, what brought you to bring this to the table, sir?
2: Yeah, you know, I'm a huge, huge fan of Jeff Goldblum, and I just happened to, I don't even know, I think I just happened to look up his uh, discography, and I saw that he released the an EP, and I thought, you know, what better way to get introduced to jazz and Jeff Goldblum's music than this? So that was the kind of reasoning behind it. And per usual, I'm going to give a in-depth background, and then I'll jump into my review. Kind of a long one, so just be patient. Uh, I'm excited because, like you said, we're, we're reviewing two Pennsylvanian artists that, of course, do very different genres of music. The first one we're going to review is an esteemed actor and one of my favorite celebrity entertainers and personalities. He be- He's best known for arguably his most famous movies, 1986's The Fly, mm-hmm. the Jurassic Park franchise movies, which were first kicked off in 1993, and last but not least, 1996's Independence Day.
1: <laughs> now, that's what I wanted to, before I cut you off, that's what I wanted to yeah. talk
2: about. He's such a classically trained actor, and I just yeah. think it's so funny. He's on
1: all these like bullshit sci-fi movies, Like you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yeah. like Jurassic park was great but the flying fucking independence Day were just like that's way like below his threshold <laughs> like you know
2: just like i know he, and he, it's crazy and how they it. blew up huh yeah, yeah and he
1: kills it you know it's fucking good job jeff <laughs>
2: <laughs> and um so speaking of jeff uh he first started playing piano at an early age and grew up in a suburb outside of pittsburgh called west homestead there's where uh that's where his parents had a family friend whose name was Mildred Snitzer, who'd come mm. over regularly to hang out. Knowing that Jeff had aspirations to become an actor, but was struggling a bit to break in as a late teen, Mildred reached out to her brother-in-law, who was a talent agent at the time, and he advised a young Jeff to move to New York. Needless to say, Jeff followed the advice, and the rest is history. In the 1990s, Mr. Goldblum would link up with a friend of a friend by the name of John Mastro to form the jazz band called the Mildred Snitzer orchestra which isn't really an orchestra but it's a cool ass name and whether that was related to her this lady kind of sort of helping him out is unknown but he is on record saying he liked her name in some other trivia mildred Snitzer lived to be past 100 years old which is cool for her i guess um jeff and the band have played regularly throughout california and new york And it wasn't until 2018 when they released their debut album, The Capitol Studio Sessions. All in all, they have two studio albums and now this EP. And I wanted to tell a quick anecdote about how last year I went to the Academy Award Museum out in Los Angeles. And in their gift shop, they had a cool T-shirt based on the movie The Dark Crystal. And I really love the Netflix series, but that's a story for another day. And that T-shirt was made by a streetwear brand by the name of Braindead. And through the Danny Brown Show podcast, I found out that the Braindead people Uh, I believe it's two co-owners helped design the album artwork for Danny Brown's Atrocity Exhibition LP and merch along with the album artwork for the You Know What I'm Saying LP for Danny Brown. The reason I bring that up is because Braindead also helped with this EP cover along with the limited limited edition t-shirt for... um, that retails for $60, which is Mm. quite a pretty penny. One of the many reasons I love Jeff Goldblum, despite him being 70 years old, he still tapped in. Uh, I'm going to keep my review short. I thought it was a smooth jazz EP, straight to the point. I had some tracks that I favored more than others, but overall, I felt like a very mature, pretentious adult cruising around listening to this EP. (laughs) You know, I don't have too many bad things to say about it, and to be honest, I was just impressed by the multi-talented Jeff Goldblum. I had no idea that you know he gets a down uh, on the keys and, and is just into jazz the way he is um man yeah uh i
1: was telling Bebo, man this this kind of this week kind of reminded me of when i was back up in chico and i was doing the radio station up there and i was part of the you know the the music group to bring in new music for the radio station and this was just reminding me of my times in chico i mean obviously you guys know i'm a big hip-hop guy so it was cool because i got to see like the asher roth and that was like my underground like you know going digging in the crates for the radio station and this shit reminded me of like when my homie chao like shout out to the homie chao i don't know where the fuck you are bro but hopefully you're doing good shit <laughs> um, but when he invited me to uh like his jazz band like like concert like that was at one of the auditoriums and like i was getting down to that shit and like it showed me appreciation for jazz and like in my music teachers as well and it's just like oh hell yeah like it was just like me like exploring my palette and like living in music like literally drowning in music um during that time so um it was kind of funny because the first time i heard this album it was like a tale of two uh two dogs so i was watching my dogs at the time and i was like okay i'll, I'll fucking review the album while i like Like, you know, give my dogs a bath. And the first dog, man, I, I was watching him and I was just like listening to the, the Asheroth album and I was just, I was just getting fucking depressed because of the content you know and I was just like oh <laughs> shit dude like I'm wash- bathing my dog and I'm like this is some heavy shit and then I pop on the Jeff, uh, gold Goldblum EP and I'm just like oh hell yeah it's like a snazzy time dude it's like transported yeah. into some fucking jazz you, you know you uh, ir- uh, ethereal zone and shit like that and like I give it up man like he is, this man definitely did his homework he definitely knows how to produce jazz like I'm always skeptical when artists or uh, you know actors or they dive into other things or you know even athletes and shit like that i'm always skeptical i'm like okay yeah maybe they're just doing this for clout maybe they're just trying to expand their horizons and maybe not be 100 percent talented or you know um versed in what they're doing um this album was not that at all this ep was not that at all and i was thoroughly impressed with um what he he gave us and i can tell that their other projects are probably just as well produced and well made um yeah like i was teleported right into fucking jazz like with the off the bat with the baptist beat and that's the thing too he did not just only infuse jazz he infused a little bit of uh gospel a little bit of um rock and roll in that first track and i was very impressed with um everything all, all the eclectic sounds that he brought in and i was expecting to be bored um like with many many jazz albums don't get me wrong but um the arrangements in this project um the you know you know the runs that we had on the keys uh the guitar riffs the guitar solos on some of the tracks are just like really impressive and what's great about this it wasn't it wasn't like a rapid ep this wasn't like a digestible 20 minute ep it you sat there and listened to this shit, and it was really good. And like and like B was said, like I did play it in my car, feeling like a thirty year old man. And I'm like, yeah, this is my shit. Dog. Like, you know, like you know. Um, so I got, yeah. I got I got a master's degree. Um, like you know, like <laughs> that type of shit. Um, but man, uh, really good project. Really impressed. Um, it's just I'm gonna be a little I'm gonna be a little curious to how we rate this thing because this is our first one. So I'm curious to see how high we're gonna go. Um, but yeah, good shit, Mister um, Ian Malcolm. And that's another thing. Um, Jeff Goldblum plays one of my favorite characters. In, in movies and literature if you read the Jurassic Park Book, um, uh, by Michael Crichton. Dude, man, uh the something about the chaos dish and The mathematician professor Ian Malcolm. He's a rock star who fucking who sees life for what it is. I love the fact that some people are optimists and he's just a cold stone. Like, no, if it's bad, it can happen and it probably will happen. That type of shit. And then the way he transformed and played it on the screen, Chef's Kiss. So, uh yeah, thank you for everything you've given us, Mr. Goldblum.
2: Uh, I was about to say one time for the one time you got to hit us with that uh, Jeff Goldblum impression you did last week. Oh, the uh, um.
1: God created man, man kills God, man creates dinosaurs, dinosaurs kill man, life will find a way. <laughs> it's just,
2: it's like, there it is. That's there all we got, is. man. Hell yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So, I did that shit last week, and I promised I'd do that shit this week, so here we are, man. Uh, yes, good sirs. shit, guys. Good shit. Oh, man. Uh, Addison, man, your, uh, your first takes on this project.
0: Um, Obviously, I don't listen to much jazz, but um, if you uh, told me that Jeff... Golden had a jazz band I wouldn't have been shocked because just just the kind of guy he is yeah Um, (laughs) kind of just what you guys piggybacking what you guys said uh, this was uh, as being like kind of like the first jazz thing I've literally listened to it was kind of like it was pretty enjoyable it was hard to complain about it he you know instrumentals were great great features on it great singing you know it was a great start Uh, maybe I'll start listening to more jazz but um, you know I, right now, I don't got much to say, so you guys said it all.
1: Awesome! Awesome! All right, uh, if you're new to us here on the audio files, we are a music review podcast, and what we like to do is each week we like to give one of our members an option to select either one album. In this case, people chose two EPs, and we listen to it throughout the week, and then we come back and give you our thoughts. We give you our initial thoughts, which was what we just did right there. Then we let you know our favorite track, our favorite beats, and then we move on to favorite tracks. Least favorite tracks, I don't think we'll have any. For this project, um, but that's typically what we do. Uh, any notable mentions, anything that stuck out to us from the album. Um, we sit in the producer's chair and ask what we can do to improve the album. And then uh lastly, we give it a rating and maybe refer you to some other music by the artist featured tonight. Uh, so gentlemen, let's get into it. Our first um, we've done enough for a play. Uh, let's go ahead and <laughs> <laughs> let's go ahead and dive into our first jazz review and let's bust this thing open. Uh, Bebo, I'll start <laughs> with you sir um we don't have beats but we have plenty of instrumentation for this project uh your
2: favorite sir off of this one yeah i really enjoyed the uh, instrumentals i do have to say that going into this i didn't know if it was just going to be strictly instrumentals or if there was going to be singing on it yes yes i was pleasantly surprised it was like a mix of both so it was a nice little medium and so a baptist beat like you said earlier is a traditional jazz instrumental that was smooth i thought it was a good way to set the ep um Let's see. And I do have to mention that this is more of a contemporary kind of jazz project. It's not, yes, um, yes. you know, it's it's digestible for. I feel like anyone that that doesn't really listen to it all that much. And so don't fence me in. And strolling, uh, the solo in the last third of the track was great. Not sure if that was Jeff because it wasn't exactly a piano. But regardless, it was a great little solo. It was kind of a, a more of a synthesizer or something like that. I'm I'm not exactly like sure. Like an organ, yeah. And then last but not least. Yeah, and then in the wee small hours of the morning Sounded like an elevator music a little bit But I was feeling it Another just smooth jazz instrumental
1: um, Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, agree with a Baptist beat Like I said, it had that southern vibe um, With the jazz, you know, instrumentation um, the arrangements on that one too Is just like Like people said You first listen to it You're like Oh this is just gonna, Your typical jazz album is just gonna be Straight instrumental Instrumentation Boom bat With little arrangements here a Little click and clack And little um, You know Switching things up And then um, You do get pleasantly surprised By Don't Fence Me In Where there is some vocals Um, But man I'm gonna have to go with Rip Moon River man That one just mm, Fucking the, yeah. the blues notes on that one The guitar solo Even like yeah. The way he used The drums at the end Like the, the um snare drum to kind of like clap back into it i was just like holy shit dude that's what i'm saying this guy knows what the fuck he's doing and with that type of shit it's got to be on point with like the perfect moment to do those arrangements and i just give it up man because it it does keep you entertained and i I forgot what song it was um i think i'm gonna say i want to be around no no i want to be around um in the wee hours i liked it because it sounded like um You know, like elevator music, but not to disrespect him, but it was just like really good elevator music. Like, you know, like they put you on the phone and you're like, what the fuck is this? This shit is slapping, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? So that I'll give a, yeah, I'll say that one was also my favorite uh, instrumentation, man. Uh, What about you, Addison?
0: Uh, yeah, just basically piggybacking what you guys said. The Baptist beat. You know, As know me. I'm a big horny boy. So oh, yeah. I was thinking <laughs> first about thing you. I, wrote, uh, I was like, this guy's probably start. fucking
1: horny right now.
0: He's hard as fuck. <laughs> great start, Mad Horny. Mad Horny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to be around i'm still horny bitch and then, um, <laughs> yeah. in the wee small hours of the morning like you guys we all said it was kind of like the elevator i put elevator music meets like video games meets yeah. like yeah uh, hard penis is what i wrote that,
2: so. <laughs> <laughs> right on uh gentlemen. dude i'm fucking jealous of this guy man like he has it all dude the the a list actresses from back in the day. Just fucking, like you said, great actor, great pianist, like huge cock. You know, He's positive. Huge cock. Huge cock. i going to say that. He's, good. Good.
1: He's, He's good. good in glasses. <laughs> fucking. He's tall as fuck. Like, yeah. What? Fucking Silver Fox. Fucking goddamn. Yeah. Um. All right, gentlemen, Uh, off of this sixth track. EP. What are your favorite tracks, if any?
2: Bebo, go for us first, sir. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Baptist beat. Like I said, I really like the instrumentals, and that's not to take away from the tracks that had lyrics to them, but uh, I don't know, man. It was just like when I was riding around in the car, like I said, it made me feel mature and pretentious. and just like... Could nobody tell me shit, you know? <laughs> I'm on um, my jazz. I'm on my jazz shit. I'm on my yeah, exactly. So um that one in the wee hours of the morning, everything you guys said about it, it was a great way to start my day to drive to that music to work or whatever. And then I wanna be around, man. This one was just some old school jazz player shit, oh, man. Yeah. And it was Fuck, one of the yeah. most polite ways to say, Fuck you, you dirty bitch. I hate yeah, you. you know? <laughs> yeah, that's
1: what I'll say that man. Um that was one of my favorite tracks. Um um, i love it just how he makes it seem like at first from like the first half of the song it's from like a uh a simp kind of version like i just hope whoever you fall in love with is great type of deal and then yeah he's like i want to have a front row seat when that motherfucker breaks your heart like god bro, <laughs> like, oh shit dude fuck yeah i love that twist i love when um artists do that in music and like people say that's just some old jazzy blues shit like you know old school fucking fuck you here's a big middle finger i'm gonna sing it to you on stage um and the music mm-hmm. went with it too perfectly like i said um i'm gonna also go with uh moon river man i was just like i'm telling you guys with that song i was just transported back into this, the 50s and and that's what's crazy it's like it's contemporary music but it sounds like something that was just straight out of that era um and then i'm gonna have to probably go with honorable mention um don't fence me in featuring miss kelly clarkson i did not know that was fucking her until i saw her name um um, and then um, I'm also go ahead and go with the Baptist beat just because, man, that that was a great intro, a great way to kick it off. I mean, it, it's funny because when you first hear it, you sound like, oh, this is just typical, like, you know, cookie cutter jazz and shit. But you listen to it close and you're like, holy fuck, man. Like, it's it's really well done. So, um, again, kudos to Mr. Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Addison, you, sir, what are your favorite tracks off this project?
0: Uh, yeah, I agree with everyone with the Baptist beat. Uh, I just put down shit makes me want to snap my fingers and call people drive turkeys. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> i want to be around you know just a vibey great track that you guys mentioned and then as you mentioned uh, don't fence me in kind of started off kind
2: of sounded like a christmas song at the start but yeah. then kelly
0: clarkson just started to be like i'm kelly clarkson bitch here we go yeah um i, would and, I had uh, no
2: idea that was her until r- you guys just said that <laughs> i didn't know until like five minutes ago when i looked at the song i was like oh shit uh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah like, she I- uh she actually performed it on her show with Jeff Goldblum, so I'd recommend checking that checking okay. that out.
2: So we'll put that on uh, the check me out.
0: Yeah, for sure. But yeah, um, I knew that was Kelly Clarkson because it's Kelly Coxon bitch. Come on. <laughs> I want American Idol.
1: Uh, gentlemen, um, I don't have I don't have a feeling that we we're gonna have any but any least favorite tracks off of this. I mean, it was a pretty solid project. I mean, for a short EP, everything was pretty solid um we'll go ahead and move on to uh any notable mentions but i think we kind of mentioned everything that was notable about this this project um anything for you right
2: guys? The, the only trivia i had is for don't fence me in i know she was naming a bunch of different characters and i was like let me look who the fuck wildcat kelly is and apparently it's from a 1945 movie called don't fence me in and wildcat mm. kelly's a character from that so i have no idea what the significance of that is or if Hollywood that's like maybe Day. a favorite movie of theirs yeah or that But, yeah, that's basically some trivia. And um, for those of you
1: that... And I know B was talking about the album cover, man. It's just the fucking classic Neo jazz cover. Like, dude, and like... It's him in a black and white with some fucking shiny ass Ray Bans and it's got some kind of like Andy Warhol shit in the background, dude. I fucking dig it, dude. Like it's, it's this guy, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you look at the other album covers and then this one, you're just like, he's just fucking on the ball with this one, like on point, dude. Right.
2: Um, man, yeah. Uh, and some s- some other trivia real quick. Sorry to cut you go off. For it, go for it. Um is uh one of the two co-founders for that brand, Braindead. He's Asian and he's also done well, him and his partner have done merch for bands like red hot chili peppers i know they did some for freddie gibbs when he released soul sold separately so shout out to them because they did the ep cover and the ones for danny brown are fantastic too Mm, excellent excellent
1: um all righty do we have anything for the producer's chair gentlemen um anything you would do um if you're a little bit you know on behind schedule and this thing needed to come out um i can't really the only thing i would say is like this is just nitpicking maybe some of the the eqing on like the snares on um on moon river as much as i love that song that just like i felt like those could have been a little bit sharper um but like i like i said again that's just me nitpicking um other than that, man, I think it's it's flawless for what it was. It's head to toe, man. Um, All right, gentlemen, do we have anything for the check me out besides uh, the Kelly Clarkson video that yeah. we just learned of? <laughs> I have a ton, bro. Go for it, go for it. Uh, That's one of my favorite uh, things. The Fly. uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's one of my favorite parts about this segment. Check me out. It's not exclusive to just music they've done. It's you know it could be anything they've done. And so for me. Uh, I have a movie he's been in called The Grand Budapest Hotel. I know he's collaborated with Wes Anderson a couple times. I haven't seen this movie in a really long time, but it's one of my favorites, and Jeff Goldblum has a tiny part, and he kills it. He also has a Disney Plus series called The World According to Jeff Goldblum, which is fucking amazing. Apartments.com. (laughs) (laughs) and then um one of my favorite former late night talk show hosts uh conan o'brien anytime jeff goldblum would go on they just had amazing chemistry together and so if you you know for all the listeners if you can go on youtube and just check out the interviews they they just they play off each other so well it's it's great to see nice nice nice
1: um all right gentlemen uh i believe it is time for the rating of our first jazz album man um bebo you have the uh, distinct honors my friend
2: yeah you know this one i would say it didn't blow me out of the water or anything but i still Mm -hmm. enjoyed it i thought it was a solid listen for all the reasons we just named um i'm gonna go ahead and give it a b i'm gonna give it a 4.3
1: interesting all right um i i honestly think it's good um for everything that i i said like man like i expected less a lot less and with my close ear i was like i said i was listening to the arrangements i was listening to the mixing i was listening to all that shit um this is a really solid effort for an ep um like i said like people said it it didn't blow me out of the water um i I didn't know coming into rating this. I don't know how we were gonna rate a jazz album, um, but I knew I, I we somehow know what the threshold is, I guess. Um, and I feel like it was still good, so I'm gonna go ahead and give this a A minus. I'm gonna give it a four point five, man. Uh, Addison, your turn, sir. Yeah,
0: overall, um, I really appreciate kind of just. I think the length of it was perfect. I think it was well put together. His, I think the plan they had for it was great. I think for me. Maybe I don't. Again, I'm not. I don't not well versed in jazz, but I feel like if it went like if it was a full length album, I might have get like got uh, kind of distracted or like lost in it. So I appreciate the length of it. It had like people said a good collection of just instrumentals along with that's what some, she like, said great singing. And, uh,
2: <laughs> yes, I had to. <laughs> Wait, Addy. Besides the Kelly Clarkson, did you have anything else for the check me out before you you give your score? Uh, no, I'm sorry okay <laughs> <sorry>. kelly clarkson <laughs> show it is yeah <laughs> i'm sorry um no, that's good
0: <laughs> but uh yeah overall i enjoyed it too um like i kind of agree with you guys it didn't blow me away but it's definitely something i can see myself revisiting when i oh yeah when i'm driving and i'm gonna call people uh like jive uh, turkeys or <laughs> i don't know what people said back in the day so never mind. but uh yeah overall i did same i gave it the same as Bebo. i gave it a 4.3
1: excellent excellent and uh bbo will be tabulating the scores on our first jazz project jazz review um i'm no math wizard but i'm pretty sure it's a high b <laughs> i think it averages out to high B.
2: 88%. Uh, yeah, if we could get a drum roll. 87. Um. 86.3. <laughs> I'm fucking up the numbers here. We have a, yeah, exactly. 87.3. Excellent.
1: That's, that's right. That's fair. That's probably where it lives. All right, gentlemen, my last question before we move on to the Asher Roth EP. Uh, Would you cop the vinyl? Bebo.
2: Professor okay, Bebo. Okay, so <laughs> here's the thing that changes it for me. I don't know if I'd cop it regularly, but for the regular price of the EP on vinyl, which is like 26 bucks, I saw online, mm-hmm. you can get an autographed copy by Jeff Goldblum for Holy that price. Shit, I'm getting that. So right I'm now. gonna go ahead and say yes, I would. I am getting that right now. I'm gonna. I plan on buying it as well. I'm going online
1: and getting that ASAP. Um, and not only am I doing that, I am whenever I have company, I am turning on the lights, turning off the lights, putting on the candles. And blowing some young baby mom away with my, <laughs> <laughs> Whoa.
0: With, with your
2: Mildred Snitzer, <laughs> yeah, yeah, to this album.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, God bless Jeff Goldblum. Um, our Addison, sir, would you cop the vinyl?
0: Just for the description alone, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll cop the vinyl.
1: Oh, I you are going to say you were going like, to pass. Just so I could uh,
0: uh, Jeff Goldblum inside. Um, some, someone sniffs her.
1: Some woman named Mildred. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Oh, there you have it, folks. There is our first jazz review. Woo we did it we did Um, it yeah exactly all right got that one out the way all right uh i'm just kidding good pick bebo good pick and then um with our second pick uh bebo also came with another ep mr i love college himself asher roth um i believe was it sorry what was the title of this one why is everything gray out
2: why is it so gray out
1: why is it so gray out yeah so um bebo a little bit background on that one sir i know you went with the pennsylvania theme
2: Yeah, so Asher Roth is a rapper from Morrisville, Pennsylvania, who of course blew up, like Anthony said, with his 2009 hit single I Love College from his debut album Asleep in the Bread Isle of the same year, which is quite the album title. Uh, Asher Roth came up during what we are now calling the blog era of hip hop, which took place in the late 2000s all the way till about the mid 2010s. I also wanted to note he was a part of the second class ever for the XXL Magazine freshman list. That was for the year 2009, which also included names like Wale, B.O.B., Kid Cudi, and my boy Blue, of course. Ooh. I unfortunately couldn't find too much background information on this project other than the producer for this EP, who goes by the name of Heather Gray, is also a Caucasian male from Salt Lake City, Utah, and they first collaborated for Asher Roth's 2021 album, The Greenhouse Effect, Volume 3, where Heather Gray had a couple of production credits, leading to last year's Why Why Is It So Gray Out? Uh, I wanted to mention that, unfortunately, we weren't weren't as consistent with the podcast last year. So I do want to say that we're going to be reviewing projects from the year 2022 still, and this is one of them, of course. As far as my review goes, I have to admit that when Asheroth first came out with the Isle of a Con college single i was a senior in high school with anthony oh yeah i thought it was corny as hell i, love I didn't it. like the single <laughs> and i didn't like him but i would hear him on featured tracks here and there and uh, he, uh like you know on tracks with blue or anderson pack and he kind of grew on me a little bit and i checked out his sophomore album retro hash and that's when he really really started to grow on me and i hadn't checked anything of his out up until this ep i wanted to see what it was about and then i was left impressed uh with everything about it the production features hooks also the fact that the majority of the ep is of the you know the featured artists are from the era he came out in or are artists that are coming up now so it was a nice blend of the two worlds i was also taken aback by ash ross lyricism uh his pen game was pretty on point for me on this ep and i absolutely respect his authenticity uh his delivery at times could come off corny and quirky even you know but one thing he's not trying to do is somebody he's not and that's something i respect to the highest degree yeah uh, the the ep is an epitome of underground conscious rap and that's part of the reason why i loved it i think i ep made it to my honorable mentions for last year and when it came to ep's i wanted to see what your guys perspective on it was and honest opinion if maybe i'm just tripping or like did you guys enjoy it too
1: um Man, like I said, like, it's it's weird because I think if I was 20 years old in, in college, when I, like I said, when I was in the radio station, this would have been one that I would have been fighting to put in the fucking the station. Like, no, nah, you need to listen to this shit. Um, man, it's just, I don't know. I expected more from him, if that makes sense. Like, the lyricism mm-hmm. you said was on point, and the lyricism mm-hmm. was, like, with the complex rhymes and the com- complex bars Um, and, and the subject matter. It's just, like, for me, it was just underground pure underground and it's like i don't know why i didn't enjoy it as much as i thought i would like because i I haven't listened to a complete asher roth album like i loved i love college and i think um it's weird it's like he's like the epitome of the white rapper um where it's like he can be intelligent he can be knowledgeable somewhat of a wordsmith and i think we expect that from like cats he gives me like the little dicky vibes kind of like the same type of deal um except he i think he went away from the humor and so now he's being more serious and and i i think that's a detriment to him i think he needs to show display his humor more uh but like i said this was a more serious project so it's, it's hard for me maybe he's just he's just switching lanes for a little minute and he'll get back um he has a song i forgot what album it was off of but where he talks about like his dad and his dad's dreams for him like and so i thought that like song was vulnerable and cool um this one man it just was just fucking depressing for me bro like you know like don't (laughs) don't, don't get me wrong but it's just like He reminded us of, like, everything that happened, like, in the past, like, three years, you know? And I I think that was just kind of—I think he's just um, healing, to tell you the truth. I think, like, we all are kind of from 2020. Like, you got to get that shit out. Like, I even have songs where I'm like, fuck, I don't even know if I want to release this because it just sounds too— 2020 you know so um i see what he was doing with the project and that's that's the title of the name why is it so gray out um and like it it is a somber gray and kind of overcast type of album if you're not ready for it it's one of those things where it's just like i like the song but i'm not in love with the rest of the project you know and so um like i said the lyricism's there it's just like i don't know if i'm matured and i'm looking for more brightness at this stage of my life you know um right like right. i said 10 years ago out in, in college man when i was in chica i would have ate this shit up like i would have been bumping this shit every day while i was walking down the street every day um but man nah it's uh it's definitely different and then i give it give it up that he has like you said he has blue on there with a the ratta tail uh tat tail and it's just you know it, it's an underground project that's that's what it is um addison man
0: I think uh, listening to this after the Jeff Goldblum one was kind of rough. <laughs> uh, I went from being really happy to being kind of like, all right, well, um, for me, I don't, I, again, I think the only Asher Roth I know is the college song. Um, so going to this one, I was kind of intrigued to see what he has to bring. Uh, I did put down the beats. The beats kind of reminded me of like hip hop elevator music because it was kind of like very somber, but also like I had some good moments. Um, I think, As Bibo touched on it, I think the hardest thing for me was sometimes his delivery was a little was a little. What's his name? Chris was was named Chris D'Elia when he did Eminem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Over over the floorboards or the four points over the floorboard, I'm like, all right. Sometimes he did that when I was like, "Uh, okay, it kind of got a little like. Yeah. He did that a couple times, and I was like, all right, but um, I mean, for me, I thought personally it was it was just okay. Uh, It didn't really blow me as away as I. blow me away as much as i'd like you know sometimes you, you want to be blown hard um this one kind of was just like a slow a slow blow um but I, I i definitely think i would like to deep dive in more because i don't think i got to kind of get into it as much as i'd like to but and again going listen to this after the jeff Goldboom one was a little little rough but um but yeah um so far i guess i think it was it was it was all right it was cool it was cool
1: um all right, gentlemen. Uh favorite beats off of this one. Like we said, heavy underground with the with the sound on this one. Uh Bebo, we'll start with you first, sir.
2: Yeah, I went with teammates. I liked the flute on this one, and I thought the sample they used was smooth. Like we said, it was just some straight underground hip hop. Yeah. Uh rat tat tattle. It was a nice little setup for a posse cut. It had a subtle beat switch on it too, which I thought was dope. And then shake weight, kind of like Addison <laughs> alluded to. It was a smooth lo fi beat, maybe like in that uh, kind of elevator music realm too and it had a little tambourine in the back that I liked. Man, uh yeah. I uh, I'm gonna go with um, teammates as well. Like I
1: put like sound like a mad lib track kind of. Um, definitely had that underground, you know, sample. Um, and then I'm gonna also go with uh, the Tree Hunter, man. It had that slow ride that just gave way for that sad, somber white boy rap. I don't know what it is, but I love when white rappers are sad and like, <laughs> like you know, and yeah. they're just like pointing their house, like, oh. <laughs>
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, sorry buddy white privilege isn't real like (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, is your uh, latte too
2: hot
1: so So, yeah but uh, i love that shit that slow ride type of shit and uh yeah i just like it reminded me of that that nick caution track that we did we covered a couple uh, damn already a couple years ago so yeah. yeah Um. Yeah, I like that shit. What about you, ass? In favorite beat, sir.
0: Uh, the, I think the intro tracks called me first. I put that had a groovy ass bass. Yeah. Uh, groovy. tree hunter had a little bit of a nice beat change up towards the end of it, and then um, I put twelfth night, and I just put it was kind of gave me like a dark vibe, like, like, like uh, what's it, Boldy James would kill this beat, dog, like. <laughs> 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 all right
1: um gentlemen we'll move on to favorite tracks off the project uh b
2: we'll go with you first sir i'm gonna go with tree hunter i really enjoyed the hook on this one Mm -hmm. the beat and his flow all together i thought it fit perfectly yeah as we said teammates i feel like this one it just felt like asher had a lot to get off his chest and he really got to display his lyricism on this track. And then um, even though the posse cut was nothing too extreme, some of the verses I even, you know, it's not Blue's best guest verse. I just enjoyed the fact that it was a posse cut. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Ratatat tat tattle and then um, Shake Weight as an honorable mention. <laughs> it featured uh, another guy who is from that blog era of hip hop, uh, like from Pac-Dave, who's a producer as well.
1: Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with Tree Hunter for the same sentiments as Bo Man. Like I said, that hook and like that sad boy, sad white boy hook, man, just fucking gets me every time. Um, <laughs> and then uh, honorable mention to Shake Weight. Um, that shit just like uh, like it was kind of corny, but that's why I liked it. Like the, it was like the last bar, everyone needs to exercise, get a shake weight. Like it was like he was really saving on to that one, huh? Like, you know, like <laughs> he's been trying to probably put this shit out for years, like you know, like. I got a song called Shake Let me get it out. Like, so I just love the fact that he's like persistent with that shit. Um, and then teammates as well. Uh, what about you, Addison?
0: Yeah, I also have teammates on here. I thought it was a cool track of him just kind of rapping and going off. Mm-hmm. Um, the posse cut. What is it? tat tattle, 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 Um, I thought it was a good, great posse cut. Um, I thought all of them did pretty solid. I don't think, like you said, it didn't blow me away, but I definitely think it was a. Pretty good cut and then uh, I also put the outro track climate. I thought it was a solid outro uh, I kind of liked his flow the way he was going towards the end of it. And um,
2: yeah, I thought it was pretty good sweet sweet
1: um, All right, and gentlemen any least favorite tracks off this project?
2: Uh for me, I think the the last kind of two like you guys said the, You know, there are some very somber tracks and for me the the two most somber were the two and so, what was it? Twelfth Night and Climate Control. Yeah. And it was funny that I was just thinking too, like when I was listening to this and thinking of the review, like, damn, we're really getting old. We're like the rappers we grew up listening to, even with uh, Nas and King's Disease. You know, like they're all talking about important shit, you know. But it's like oh, not man. the hip hop we grew up listening to. <laughs> yeah, like, you know? Fuck that!
1: Talk about guns and drugs. <laughs> no. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> but
1: I'm just like, damn, like this is the music you know, we asked for, just... and then we don't want it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, talk about, like, yeah, it's when just... we're 20 years old, like, yeah, talk about some conscious shit, bro, talk about the world at large, now we're older, we're like, fuck that, dude, the world sucks, <laughs> lift our spirits,
2: <laughs> talk about bitches, dog <laughs> Yeah, but it's just funny how, like, you know, rappers are gravitating towards talking about stuff like this now like i never thought in a million years rap would get to a point where you know i think there's one of the tracks where he talks about eating acai and hemp seeds and yeah Yeah. it's kind of Mm -hmm. reminiscent of Nas's king's disease where he's talking about gout and uh, (laughs) all this stuff you know what i'm saying so i just thought that was funny eating healthy fucking yeah (laughs) oh man
1: um yeah i kind of agree with um i feel like uh 12th night was kind of like a a repeat of climate control and, like, me first, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I'm saying. It's, like, Mm -hmm. The whole theme was, like, the world's going to shit, and, like, by the end of the EP, I was getting kind of tired of it, you know? So, that, those are just kind of, like, my only gripes. Um, what about you, Addison?
0: Uh, yeah, I kind of echo what you just said. Um, it, again, it wasn't a very long EP, so it's hard for me to, like, kind of nitpick. Because at that point, if it just takes a couple tracks out, then it's just, like, a three-song yeah. EP. But, yeah. I mean, I think it did its thing. I think he, he conveyed what he wanted, but I just think... Sometimes not really my bad.
1: Yeah. Um. Like I said, man, ten years ago I'd been all over this shit. Probably been fucking singing it to the world. Um. Now, man, it just it just don't hit. I don't know what it is. Um. All right, gentlemen. Any notable lines? Any notable bars that stood out to you? And yeah, like Asen said, this one was so fast that fucking. I just the only thing I really remember was his kind of like cadence stacking rhymes and like like he said like that kind of Eminem esque kind of flow. Um. And kind of stretching oh. lines and shit. You know.
2: On me first, uh, I thought it was funny. Kind of reminded me of t Pains. I can't believe it, where he rhymed, uh, "Same genes and Homo sapiens."
1: Oh, I hated that. Together. together. Homo <laughs> homo I thought we were on the same team. Uh, yeah, I got me antsy like a sneeze and a pansy. I'm like, God, oh, dude, no. Uh, <laughs> I can't get a knee I can't breathe We scream we stamp feet Like a stampede nah man These can't be canned peas in the Pantries for a family that can't eat I'm like okay he's using his best Eminem impression and saying some real shit And it's just falling on deaf ears uh, All this heat I like when he said though All this heat need a canteen That was the coolest wiper shit ever Um
2: (laughs) (laughs) um anything, what else anything else um let's see on Shakeway. i thought it was funny how like said something about now i'm in the gym scene That's was at the screen for the pick and pop old head drove to the hoop and had his tendon pop that's why i stay on the perimeter <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like that really is people that you know like we're getting to that age man we're getting for to real, that dude, age like- where Got stretched. Maybe you don't. You're getting old as fuck. Maybe you don't
1: step on the court. <laughs> maybe <laughs> just watch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Fucking um, decibels assesses Uncle Fester. Get under your feathers when it's Asher and Roth and uh, Asher Roth and Heather. Better late than
2: never. Wait, what did Drake say? Uh, <laughs> I, I like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he had a couple bars where he's talking about um. They, they were kind of funny. Uh it was about like Kim Kardashian or something like that and then Ray J and then Kanye and then Pete Davidson like really yeah. Pete
1: Davidson like, was like wait
2: what <laughs> yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> um, yeah that shit was cool you got me there um Gen Z's looking at m- millennials like, bitch, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shit's funny. Uh, Hi, guys, it's me, 38-year-old who eats hassay with hemp seeds. <laughs> Still using the Sh- MP. <laughs> Sh- Sh- <laughs> used to win the 10, yep. Yep, oh, man. <sighs> used to whip a 10-speed, now I'm blending coconut with ginseng. <laughs> <and> <laughs> now I'm in the ginseng. <laughs> yeah, dude, that shit's fucking funny. Uh, that's why I stay in the perimeter or at, in the studio adding limiter. Because <laughs> you don't want to fuck up your ears or your hearing. <laughs> that's that's pretty clever. Right. Yeah, pretty clever. Only us old, old guys will understand that. Um. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Um, it is time for the producer chair for this EP. Uh, what would you do to make this one better, improve it, uh, if you were in charge of releasing this one? B will go with you first, sir.
2: Man, I don't, I don't know what I would say. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, curious to see what you guys have to say. I think I enjoyed this one more than both you.
1: I'm just, I'm gonna say that, that he was the executive producer on this one. Um, I don't think this was produced by anybody else I think this is just a project that he needed to release Um, and I get that as an artist Like, you know, sometimes it's like You know what, fuck everybody I just want to really put these songs out that I made And if they don't like them, then fuck them Um, I think that's exactly what happened here um, if I would have to say anything to make it slightly better, I'd say like we said, maybe cut one of the last two songs out. Just that way, it's like boom bap, and I think that the message would have been a little bit fresher. You know, I think by that time yeah. it grew a little stale. I, I say keep um, keep um, climate and um, fucking cut out uh, twelfth night. Like you know, like that, I think that one was kind of unnecessary. But who knows for whatever reason he kept it in. But yeah, that's that just my thoughts. Um, what about you, Addison?
0: Maybe like. A song called I Love Grad School or something. <laughs> I'm,
1: getting <laughs> yeah. I'm getting my PhD. Featuring Chris Delia.
0: I'm um, getting um, my PhD. Hard for me to say. I think, like you mentioned, it's kind of like, I think he, the body of work he put together for this is kind of what he wanted and needed to put out. So it's hard for me to want, want to add anything or change like the vibe of because I think it wants his he wants to stay in that lane. Yeah. I do agree, maybe cut out that one track or something like that or like trim it down maybe a little bit, but I mean it's only seven tracks and it's only nineteen songs. So it's really hard for me to like kind of nitpick it. Yeah. Maybe a little less Chris the Leah Vibes. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the words, like I don't even know these sayings. He's just like orange, orange, and everyone I'm like, okay, what the fuck do you think? And then there's like no lyrics. I can't find like half the lyrics. You can't even find them anywhere So I'm I like, know, damn. I'm
1: pissed. I wanted to recite the chorus, cause, but for a fucking um, the hunter, tree hunter. But fuck, it's not there. I'm just like, just know it's dope. We'll listen to it. Um, yeah. Check me out. You in trouble. Check me out. Pay us now.
2: Check me out. Okay, me double. Check
1: me Alrighty, uh, gentlemen, it is. Actually, no. Do we have anything for the Check Me Out for Asher Roth? Um, The obvious I Love College. Um, Let me see if I can find that one song, the name of it. Uh, let me see. What fucking album was it? Um, nope, they don't have the album cover for it. I can't even find the album, I don't even know where the fuck it's at. Um, so yeah, <laughs> go
2: go listen to that fool. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, I had a couple things, my bad. Go for it. Um, let's see, I had a track called Parties at the Disco that I like from him, another track called Make It Work, it's a blended baby song featuring Anderson Pack and Asher Broth, another one called The Richers, which is a track by Taron featuring Blue and Asher Roth, and then also. He was featured on an episode of Drink Champs with Blue and Mickey Fax, who were all from that era, which was kind of cool to see, like, these underground, not-so-well-known well, not so well-known rappers be on Drink Champs. So go check that interview out. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, gentlemen, with that being said,
1: it is time for the rating. Uh, Bebo, what do you give it, sir?
2: Yeah, like I said, I think I enjoyed this one more than you guys did. Um, I'm not familiar with him at all. I liked the somber kind of sad stuff. And I'm a sucker for conscious hip-hop, you know? Like, I know all the shit he was talking was kind of like, eh, who cares? But I enjoyed it. And so I'm giving this one a B plus. I give it a 4-4. Hell yeah. Um, as for me, man, like, the lyricism was there. The the vocabulary
1: was there. The, the breaking down the syllables was there. It's just man, the subject matter and the theme was just fucking depressing for me. Um, I'm just gonna be honest. The only song I'm probably gonna be revisiting and probably have actually adds my shit is Tree Hunter. Um, so I'm gonna give it a, just a, a solid four, man. For sure. Yeah. Hey, Addison.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um. What was I gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. uh, yeah. For me, I, um, I was really hoping to like this one more than I was more than I did, but it kind of felt a little flat. Uh, like I said, it was a quick listen, so it's hard, really hard to, like, be too upset about it. But um, I found myself kind of, like, lo- kind of losing interest or getting distracted. And then, as I mentioned, that sometimes flow gets a little,
2: like, oh, brother. But, um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for me, uh, I gave it a
2: 3.9. All right. So I'm adding all that up. Ladies and gentlemen, if we can get see. a drum roll, please. We have a... Eighty two percent.
1: Okay. That's fair. Hell yeah. Uh gentlemen, you copping this E P on vinyl?
2: Uh I don't know if I'd cop this one, to be honest. <laughs> um, it's definitely one that I enjoy listening to on the streaming services, but I don't know if I'd cop it on vinyl. Yeah. Um unlike Lloyd Banks,
1: um if he was on the street <laughs> passing them out, I'd, I'd take one from Asher. Eh, yeah,
0: all
2: right,
1: man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fuck it. You made me happy in college. Um, all right. <laughs> Addison, you copying the vinyl?
0: Uh, it's an over me dog. All
1: right. Um, gentlemen, we got anything in the news? Anything we want to talk about? Um... What were we talking
2: about earlier? <laughs> uh, I think Caddy had something, though.
0: No? I don't have much. Just the um, that the weekend was gonna. Yeah. I guess he's gonna stop making music under the weekend. Like I guess uh, he, on an interview with W Magazine, he stated that uh, he's ready to close the weekend chapter. And he went on to explain that it's not the end of his music career, but the end of the alter ego. So he's like, uh, he, he did state he still wants to make music, maybe under Abel. Uh, maybe has the weekend still, but um, he's like, but I still, uh, but he's just, but I still want to kill the weekend. So I was like, okay, well, hmm. but I don't know what that means. But
2: I, yeah, I wonder if he's just, you know, tired of the same. I guess you know, like I, I don't know if if that'll help him reinvent his music, just changing his name or changing lanes. feeling the freedom to to just go a different direction altogether. Who knows? Yeah,
1: maybe it's I, hard. I, it's weird because i think he is ta- typecast because of the weekend like you know what i'm saying There's, yeah it's that night clubby you know pilled up remorse type of shit which i fucking love i'm like let's keep exploring that let's go to the depths of that but um i could see where he wants to try something different and like Bebo said maybe have the freedom to try a different lane and like do some who knows do some bruno marsh shit like you
2: know like <laughs> who knows dude yeah, and maybe I we mentioned he's going to come out with a HBO show. Maybe going by Abel, you know, will help him kind of further him in that direction, I guess. I don't know. Just some kind I'm cu- of— emotion. I'm curious to see if this show is good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And if it's trash, then, I mean, you know.
0: Maybe that's why he— Change his names we can't can't act either oh.
2: <laughs> but sure. i mean that that must be a lot of pressure though to to go on hbo and um like it has to succeed if it doesn't then that pretty i would say that pretty much is that kills the that last re- shot to do something yeah yet. that kills that relationship um because he was in uncut gems right and he just played himself so oh, couldn't muggles. get any easier than that you know <laughs> right go fuck that bitch okay
1: you have to be high yeah yeah. what's my motivation (laughs) (laughs) oh man um well i mean um i have speaking of uh hbo or actually showtime and cable networks i guess um i've been recently listening to 50 cents uh hustle harder hustle smarter on audible and man 50 is just dropping game um if you get a chance fucking um go ahead and cop that that audiobook listen to that shit man he just drops a lot of gems a lot of wisdom um he, he kind of re- re- uh relegates how a lot of like hood mentality is just like hard mentality having you know perseverance and shit like that so that's a good listen if you if you catch yourself listening to it um i see nothing but good growing from it like there's a lot of lessons you can get in from it
2: so um Go check it out. Eddie's also going on tour, right? Uh, for the Get Rich and Die Trying oh, album yeah, this summer? The,
1: the last uh, lap or whatever. Uh,
2: last run. Yeah,
1: something like that. Some shit like that. If we get a chance, we are most likely probably going to that shit. I will be there in my fucking G-Unit muscle shirt. Like, fucking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> my fucking hurt If you're jeans. a fuckload banks poster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I'm and fucking... if he if he doesn't if he doesn't start off the show like upside down, then I'm leaving. So. <laughs> on a treadmill. <laughs> fucking If he doesn't yeah. on
1: a treadmill, I'm fucking gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what
0: was man. the point, you know?
1: Right? Oh man, I can't wait to check that shit out. Come into a city near you. Um all right, gentlemen, uh, any songs of the week, anything you've been messing with, anything you've been vibing with, you want to share with our audience? Um, B-Boy, you want to go first since uh, your episode?
2: Yeah, I only have one track by the internet called Special Affair. Man, this one, just a great one. So that's my pick.
1: Hell yeah, and, uh, believe it or not, um, shit, man, uh, I know we were shitting on Lloyd Banks, but, man, fucking just traveling back to G-Unit and diving back into that, man, fucking, it made me, uh, like, get reminiscent, and I was listening back to the Get Rich or Die Trying soundtrack, man, and that shit had a lot of jams on it, so I'm gonna go ahead and name off a few, uh... I'm gonna go ahead and say you already know, man, that shit's just fucking fifty cent and Lloyd Banks fucking going ham on that shit. Um, and then um I don't know, officer featuring Lloyd Banks fucking um Spider Lok and fucking um Maces on that shit. So fucking they all kill that shit, man. It's fucking dope. I love it. Go check it out. Um Addison, Songs of the Week, sir.
0: Yeah, I got a handful here. Um I as I mentioned prior episode, I went to Coachella and saw uh blink 182 one of the old old pop punk bands from the day and i found out um another band that's i guess putting out a last album and breaking up after is a group called sum 41 that kind of in that vein oh shit so um i want to show it out i don't know much of their music besides that song (laughs) fat lip but that song was a bop growing up so yeah Yeah, apparently that they're like like coming out with one more music? album, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I guess they're coming out with one more album and then they're gonna split up. But I was just like, all right, well, it's like my childhood, I guess. So shout out to that song, the only one I remember. Um, Another track is from uh, Skrillex, which I also did see at Coachella. He has a song called "Rumble." I don't know why that track isn't stuck in my head, but that's a dope track. And then speaking of like jazzy people or whatever, Family Guy lead or person seth mcfarlane actually has a album out um and he's a pretty good singer so um there's a song that's called that that old feeling that gives me like ted lasso vibes like puts me in a good mood so nice shout that song out oh
1: yeah hell yeah and i believe next week bread boy has the pick um b can you fill us in on what he's picking
2: yeah, he's going to choose the Larry June and Alchemist collab album, The Great Escape. Yes, 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 yes. We've been waiting for that one and waiting for
1: somebody to pick it. Um, I believe if he wasn't going to pick it, I was most definitely going to pick it. So good shit.
2: Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, yeah. Um, one em. last thing I wanted to say yes. before uh, Anthony uh, closes us out is to all the listeners to all the new ones and old ones you know this is a passion project of ours and we do it for fun yes and we have fun recording yes but you know we also spend a lot of time putting this shit together so we hope that you get a lot out of it just as much as we do anthony edits that shit so i can't even imagine how many hours he puts into that addison spends time posting everything and that's very time consuming too and today i spent like two hours fucking doing research on all this so man just, I hope, like I said, y'all appreciate it more than we do. And um, please suck our dicks. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> Just want to know how,
1: please. <laughs> You're here. Um, all right, that's going to do it for us here on the Audio Files. We'll catch you next week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I'm going to go put on a black um, dress shirt and unbutton it halfway in honor of Mr. Goldblum. Um, we'll, see,
0: <laughs> we'll see you guys next uh, I'm week. I'm going to... Whip out my meat and throw it on the table and like um, start playing the piano (laughs) (laughs) with my penis. (laughs) I'd imagine that's how Jeff Goldblum plays piano.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. It's like he has three hands.
0: <laughs> What's the lever on the bottom? <laughs> I, I read that he actually breaks that lever all the time, so <laughs> I have to get him new panels all the time. So, <laughs> all right. well,
1: you guys have a good week. We'll see you next time here on the Audio Files. Peace.